Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Renew My Revolution podcast with your host, Michelle Cook Hall. As always, it is my honor and my pleasure to be able to come and share some tips and some tools that I know will help and assist you to becoming a better you. Today, it will be an outstanding day because guess what? We woke up this morning. We are breathing. We have our health and we have our strength. We have our health and our strength because we are able to wake up. We are able to shake some things off and let some things go. So we are so grateful for that on today. I am so happy you guys to be able to chime back in with you. It's been a minute again. You all know that I've been a little swamped. Went back to school to get that Masters of Divinity and it's been been whipping me, ladies and gentlemen. It's been getting me. Um, but I am learning, I'm growing, I'm trying to become a better me. So I like to live by example. Sharing with you guys is my honor. Sharing with you guys is my privilege. So I am in uh, anticipating of learning more information so that I can come and share with you. If this is your first time listening to Renew My Revolution podcast, first of all, welcome, welcome, and welcome. This podcast is all about encouraging you to click that reset button and starting all over again. It's about retraining your mind, retraining your thinking, taking control over your your thoughts and not allowing it to take control over you because we know that if our minds are out of control, then our bodies will follow. And I'm talking about mental health, emotional health, as well as physical health. So we talk about the fact that we have a God-given right to always start all over again no matter where we are in our life no matter how many poor choices we might have made we are always so grateful to see and understand and accept that we can always start all over again we do not have to stay in the place that we are if we're unhappy there we don't have to accept the fact that we made mistakes for 20 years and that Things are not going to change. I've done this to myself. I deserve what is happening to me now. We don't have to live by that type of model or that type of thinking. We can uh, accept the fact that, yes, we might have made some poor choices and some bad decisions, but we can always start all over again. And so I'm so excited. This podcast comes from the scripture, Romans 12, 2. Um, tells you to do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's what this, uh, the theme of this podcast is all about, renewing our mind. I always say that is that is the scripture for me, that uh, science and scripture kind of lines up together. The scripture tells us that we can renew our mind. And science tells you as well you can retrain your mind so i love that scripture love 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 that scripture and um, i gravitated to it it stuck with me and i live by that understanding that no matter what has happened i can always go back and uh, undo some damage right undo some poor thinking undo some uh you know poor uh training of my thinking Uh, and we can do it it's very simple to happen to us you know you just constantly repeat the same things over and over and over again and that therefore you're you're training yourself you're training your mind you know if you're just constantly just thinking negative thinking the worst can happen 
thinking that the glass is um, half empty uh, rather than half full all the time. And you're conditioning your, your mind, you're conditioning your thinking. And we all we all do it at some point in our lives, but sometimes it can be more drastic than other others. And especially during these, this particular time um, as a society, we're seeing things that has come about upon us all, right? All. And so it is very easy to fall into the trap of poor thinking. I mean, just giving up on life, just tired, just exhausted. People are so tired and so exhausted, they're becoming reckless, right? They're becoming very reckless. And it's very, very frightening to see that. So we're going to talk today about, you know, some basic uh, facts um, in regards to our mental health. We're going to target that today. Um, you know, I'm always going to leave you with something that's going to be encouraging, something that's going to be empowering for you to take and run with it. So that you can reevaluate where you are right now and what do you need to do from this point on. I just want to thank all the listeners that have supported me thus far, have gotten some great, great feedback. You guys know that you can always purchase my books at barnesandnoble.com uh, or amazon.com, Breaking Family Ties, Faith versus Fear. We also got the crowd. So you can always go support me and follow me on um, many of the social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm on all those. And you can follow me there. And some of the same information that I share here on this podcast, I share on those platforms. I try to be as consistent as possible. So let's just talk today a little bit about um, our mental health. Now, some of the numbers that I'm going to share with you is from like the year 2018, um, the year 2016. So I want you to just look at these numbers at that time and imagine based upon what we have seen in our society just this year alone, how much more um, and how many more people are are influenced um, by the struggle of mental health, okay? I want to take the stigma off of mental health. I want to take that off, especially for the church people. I want to take the stigma off of thinking that, you know, you're weak if you have an, a, a, a moment in life, if you're having a mental health moment, if you're having a mental health crisis, a mental health issue, um, or struggle in a mental health area. I want to take this stigma off. I dealt with this in um, one of my books, um, break, um, excuse me, Faith versus Fear. And um, I want to continue to talk about that because um, to me, it's, it's amazing to me. In a not in a good way, but it's amazing to me that you can go to church and you can tell the people in the church that you have um, a disease. You can say, you know, I'm fighting cancer and everybody will gravitate to you and everybody will pray for you. They were interested for you. They will anoint your head with oil. They will call the elders in. They will do everything that they can do to help you in this issue. They never judge you. They never say it's something that you must have done. They, they won't even think it. Now, I don't know what goes on in people's minds, okay? But let's just, let's just be realistic and honest. They're not even going to think there is something that you've done, you are weak, 
They won't say that you're weak. They won't say that your faith is not strong enough. They won't say any of these things, right? They're going to pray for you. They're going to build up a prayer chain line for you. They're going to write your name down um, and and pray over your name. I mean, they're going to really intercede for you because of this crisis that you're having in your life. Now, the same church, you can go in there and have a mental health issue. You can be going through depression. Now, there could be a lot of things that have caused you to get to this point. But they're not looking at that. Nobody's going to say, oh, my God, you know, they've lost their job. They lost, you know, their child. Oh, my God, they've lost, you know, everything. They've lost their home. Oh, my God. They I mean, they've been sick for 20 years and they don't look at that. Okay, all they know is that you come in here and now you say I'm having panic attacks or I'm suffering from anxiety or I'm suffering from depression or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling, you know, with some other forms of mental health. Right crisis right <clears throat> and the you, you you are expecting the same crowd that came for cancer to come for this mental health challenge or issue and they're not coming they're not coming a lot and this is just my experiences you know throughout the years of watching church um different churches is that that same crowd that supported nurtured and cared and prayed for that cancer patient will not give the same to that individual who is suffering from a mental health issue or a mental health challenge or mental mental health crisis they're not coming by their side they're not supporting them in the same manner they're going to be you know talking to them about their faith they're going to be talking to them about what are you doing what are you watching what are you putting into your spirit i mean there's almost a sense of judgment which is is definitely not helpful to this individual who already feels as, as if they are at their lowest moment in their life we have to do better as a church we have to do better as a, a community and as a ministry of as in, in whole we have to take the stigma off of that we are human beings so all of us will go through things in our life that will challenge and some things are more challenging than others people are hurting people are are from the inside out are really being traumatized and going through some of the most difficult moments of their entire life it might not be a physical sickness but they are going through something that is absolutely traumatic for them and our brains are designed to take so much come on it's it's just it's just designed to take so much it can be renewed it can bounce back it can be repaired it can be healed but it it is designed to take so much and everybody does not take everything the same everybody does not process uh trauma the same that's our reality. It does not mean anything has nothing to do with your faith, has nothing to do with your relationship with God or your position in Christ. It has nothing to do with that. Some we are human beings. We are flesh first. Come on, somebody. We are flesh first. And so some things will come into your life that is going to challenge you. And I would rather somebody speak up and say, hey, I'm hurting inside of a church. Then to go home and decide to end their life because they are embarrassed and because they are afraid of judgment from the church. Can, can I say this? Can I be honest about this today? I would rather somebody be comfortable enough to come to a spiritual leader and say, listen, I have been having these thoughts. I have been struggling. I have not been able to sleep. I've been 
experiencing all these symptoms that I've never had before. I would rather them come and be truthful and honest in what is supposed to be a safe and healthy environment that is a love environment that's supposed to be a God uh, based environment then for them to go home and take that that trauma that pain that hurt and that isolation home with them and decide they cannot do it by themselves and they cannot take it any longer and then the enemy gets them by themselves and then what he tells them is that nobody cares nobody understands you can't live another day like this let's end it there have been come on there have been spiritual leaders who have ended their life prematurely and a reason for that is because there is a very ugly stigma on mental health in the church. It is something that people don't want to talk about. People don't want to address. People don't want to help people with it because there's this stigma. Something you have done wrong. Something you're not strong enough. This is not what we do. Pray about it. And that's it. You know, cry it out. Talk to God. That is it. But when somebody's coming there with a health issue, you don't tell them to just go talk to God about it and that's it and ask them where is their faith. We don't do that. We come together. You call the elders. You anoint their heads. You plead and pray and petition for them, right? So where is that support when someone is going through something? And right now, the church should be open for this because right now our society is in such a horrible uh position and you're seeing so much hurt so much pain so much fear and so people are experiencing depression and oppression and and anxiety and panic attacks and they're experiencing all these mental health challenges that they've never experienced before and don't know how to handle it and they're disencouraged by the church to talk about it they're disencouraged by the church to you know go speak to someone about it you know, the the spiritual leader is not handling those type of things. And if they are handling, they're not really qualified. They don't know how to address it. They haven't taken any training. They haven't taken any classes, any courses. You know, they don't know anything about it, you know, about what you are really, what the person might be going through. And so because they don't know, they kind of shun away from it because they don't understand it. They kind of shun away from it and push the person further away. Well, that's a travesty. And, and look, I'm, I'm going to get off my soapbox about this issue, but it is a travesty. And so I, as you see, it's something that's passionate for me because I have seen it over and over and over and over and over again. And mental health um, issues are already very isolated. Like you are the, the individual already feel very isolated, right? If you're if you're experiencing any type of emotional, mental health struggle or crisis, you already feel isolated. So you don't need uh, a church who is supposed to be receptive and accepting of everybody. Right. To be that healing station that we all need. Right. We don't need that place to be a place to push you away because they don't understand it or because there's a stigma to it. Listen, 19.1% of U.S. adults experienced mental health in illness in 2018. That's 47.6 million people. Once again, this is 2018. You know there is more 
now that we're into 2020 because of everything that's been going on in 2020. And I've shared with you guys before, if you go back and listen to some of the other podcasts that, you know, the age is getting younger and younger and younger. Me just listening to my own children and listening to them have friends who were like sixth, seventh, eighth grade who was experiencing mental health, you know, issues, uh, panic attacks and depression and wanting to end their life suicide rates and has, you know, went up uh, among young people. I mean, this is a real real issue that we have to address and 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 i'm not just talking about just society i'm talking about the church i'm talking about ministries i'm talking about christians i'm talking about believers i'm talking about people who are supposed to speak truth and be a light in a very dark and dim world this is something that we have to talk about something that we have to address um, so this represents from 2018, one in five adults, one in five adults, 4.6% of U.S. adults experienced serious mental health illnesses in 2018. And this was serious mental health is issues and illnesses. 11.4 million people. Okay. One in 25 adults tell me that's not scary as of 2019 there were 12,472 registered mental health treatment facilities in the u.s when within that um those places 9,766 were less than 24-hour um outpatient facilities while 1,892 facilities were 24-hour inpatient facilities. There is a need. There is a need. Um, mental illnesses are among the most common health conditions in the United States. More than 50% will be diagnosed with a mental health illness or disorder at some point in their lifetime. One in five Americans will experience a mental health illness in a given year. And this is um, from 2018, okay? 2018. This is a, a stat from 2018. Um, let's look at depression. The National Institute of Mental Health estimates that 16.2 million U.S. adults, and this is not children, we already talked about ch children are, and teenagers are experiencing uh, depression, anxiety, and all this too. But right now, these numbers just reflect adults. So you know that it is much more if we add in our children. So 16.2 million U.S. adults had had at least one major depressive episode in 2016. This was 2016. This represents 6.7% of the U.S. adult population. Depression is the most common in the ages of 18 to 25. And in individuals belonging to two or more races. So it does not have, uh, um, 
it, depression does not gravitate to a specific race. It just doesn't. We all at some point in our lives are going to face the stats show it. You might not um, respond to it like the next person. You might not. But everyone in their life at some point are going to have a moment where you feel defeated, overwhelmed, exhausted. I mean, just tired of life and not enough to end it, but just the repetitiveness of it, of uh, constantly things happening over and over again. And I've heard people say, and I told you this, you know, I just can't get a break. If it's one thing, it's, if it's not one thing, it's another. When it rains, it pours. I mean, these are things that phrases that are in place because of people who have experience you know about of depression to say that is is depressing to say that you feel like if it's not one thing it's another if you know i can't get a break these are sad things and very depressing things to say so this is these are facts these are facts and these are from 2016 2018 and the issue is, is that we know now, um, it's even more and it's more because of what we are dealing with as a community. Um, something from 2020 would be, um, it is estimated that at least 10% of the world's population, not just the U.S. population. But 10% of the world's population is affected and that 20% of children and adolescents suffer from some type of mental health disorder. This is from April the 2nd, 2020. Okay. This is from the Mental Health World Bank Group. Okay. So these numbers for children, I mean, children and, and adolescents, 20%. That's a lot, you guys. That's a lot. And it's happening more and more and more. Let me share something else with you. Mental health conditions account for 16% of the global burden of disease and injury in people ages 10 to 19. Did you hear what I said? 16% of the global burden of disease and injury in people 10 to 19 years old. Half of all mental health conditions start by 14. I have a 14-year-old daughter. So I, I am very concerned about these type of numbers and these type of statistics. But most cases are undetected and untreated. And do you want to know why? Because of what I've said. The stigma. The stigma that comes from it. There's a stigma about it. And people will just ignore it. Oh, go sit down. Oh, please go away. You know, they, they push people aside and they're struggling and they're hurting. They're hurting. Let's uh, look at uh, something from 2018. Anxiety disorders seem to peak at two main times during childhood, between five and seven years of age. And during adolescence, there's definitely a cohort of patients who have anxiety disorders in childhood, which corresponds to when they have to leave the house and go to school. 
So your child could be experiencing anxiety in a lot of times as adults. What we will say is, you know, you're too young to have issues. You're too young to have problems. What, what could you be concerned about? What could you be worried about? Well, now you definitely should not be saying that to your child because there are so many things that they do have on their minds. There are so many things that they do have that they're concerned about their future, the future of the world that they're living in. You're, you're old and you've lived your life and they still have so much before them. And they're looking at a world that from their perspective seem as if it's not even going to last. You know how many conversations that I've had with my, my child about the end of the world. Okay. And, 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 and her acceptance of that because that's something that she feels because there's so much that's going on and what they see is frightening you know she was excited you guys know i told you before she was excited about going to high school she she wanted this her whole entire life it's bad enough she couldn't go on her her eighth grade uh, trip to Washington. You know, it was canceled, and she was devastated. It was her first time being away from home, away from me for days, and being independent. That was snatched away. So she was looking forward to high school and being there with her peers and having the whole high school experience, and that was snatched away because she was at home doing Zoom. And when they gave them an opportunity to go back to school, you know, half time at school, half time in Zoom. When she saw the setup of it, she just felt like it wasn't worth it. So she's still at home and she's doing Zoom. But that's not the, her ideal uh, environment. That's not the ideal situation that she wanted. So it's, 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 it's traumatizing for these young people. They have a lot to accept. We are thinking a lot of times about what we're going through as adults and the challenges and the changes that we are having to face but um they're also are dealing with some issues some problems and some concerns and so we need to make sure that looking at these numbers of stats young people and mental health that we're addressing our young people as well okay making sure we're checking in on them making sure that we know what they're feeling and what they're thinking and their outlook on life right now. That's very important. The, the data clearly shows depression rates soaring among kids. This is from 2019 as young as 12. Did I not tell you that? And young adults up to 25, there is no age group over 25, excuse me, no age group over 25 has, has a depression rate higher than 10%, but the younger groups all do. And the rate among college age adults, 20 to 21 has increased the most. And this is from 2019. Okay. So the stats don't lie. This is, this is true. The stats don't lie. So, you know, if you're, if you're older, you know, you're dealing with some stuff and you're, you know, trying to adjust to changes. That's not, that's let's not as older adults overlook the younger people who are also uh expressing you know in their own way their trauma from this and so i just really really want to take some time today and i wanted to go over some 
some from some facts and some information to equip you as to what is going on um, in our in our world amongst ourselves and our younger people to keep them in your prayers and 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 keep you know fighting for them for a better life for them. Don't underestimate their struggle. Don't underestimate their cries. Um, it might not, uh, to you seem like a huge deal, but to them, it is a major deal. They are having to adjust to a life that we have. We are having a hard time adjusting to. So imagine what it is for them. Every time I say a little person, a little baby or a little child, a little kid, you know, having to walk around with a mask on and, you know, still try to, you know, shop or something like that it just I can't even explain to you guys what that does to me to see that because you know growing up I just never thought we would be in a world right now where in in one year that we would see so much and it, it has it has not even been a whole year but you know to see so much experience so much and to have our lives change so drastically in our young people my daughter <clears throat> she laughed at me one day because um, I'm very, you know, uh, sensitive and emotional. I'm a very empathetic person. And so I, I saw uh, when, you know, when kids were not able to have the last days of school or graduations or whatever, a lot of schools were doing like parades. You know, the teachers would drive past and they would, you know, blow their horns and they would just like, you know, have the children, you know, cheering and, and excited just to see their teacher one more time for the end of the year. And, and then I saw this little girl on my block, her parents and her, she was a very innocent little girl just walking with her parents to go to the corner to watch the parade of her preschool teachers come by in their cars and do this parade for her. And when they came by, you know, I, I just, I don't even know why I became so uh, emotional, but it was just so surreal. You know, this baby first experience, for, you know with preschool <clears throat> any form of you know outside education was disrupted now I have three kids of my own and you know their lives were disrupted too but this was this was different because she was so young and so impressionable and I wonder often about how impressionable our children are understanding that you know these certain stages in their lives is when they are really learning and growing and you know kind of soaking everything else you know so everything in to begin to to develop into the the adults that they will be and you know so i'm watching her and i'm thinking you know oh my god this is so you know it's 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 sweet that she's able to you know do this but it's so heartbreaking because her innocence you know i always um i have this love for 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 babies for kids for young people because it's that innocence that is there until you know we as adults mess it up for them but there's such an innocence there and i and i'm and i'm really concerned about this innocence and this impressionable uh time in their lives and everything that they're seeing because we think that our kids are not seeing it they're not hearing it but they're hearing it from us. They're hearing it from the TV. They're hearing it from our guests, our company, you know, our the other relatives, our friends, whoever we're allowed to come around, our children. Um, they're hearing everything. And they're, you know, kind of sucking it all in. And they are like little sponges. And I, I'm really uh, 
concerned. I won't say curious. I'm very concerned as to how um, this year and whatever continues to happen on from this year, how this will uh, play out in our our very impressionable children' lives. You know, um, the kids who are <clears throat> at the stages where they are still learning and growing and in, in, in our sponges. How will this COVID-19 pandemic uh, play out for them? What will they remember? What will they shut out for all types of reasons to protect themselves, to protect their own mental health? Because that's what we do. You know, some people don't remember certain things in their life because they have shut it out and they, they've shut it out um, to protect themselves. So I wonder you know, we won't know this until much later on the effect that how we as adults have handled this pandemic, how it has affect our children. And we won't know that to much, much later. So um, I just want you to be conscious of what is going on in society, conscious of what's going on with you. Um, if you are a part of a ministry or a church that don't support mental health awareness in in a healthy lifestyle and that way if you're there if they're one of those ministries that kind of make it seem as if you are you know full of uh the devil himself and need to be uh have some type of exorcist because you're having a mental health uh you know, issue or challenge, then I am suggesting that you find help outside help, um, that will really be beneficial to you. Like do your research, find a, a, a group, uh, another ministry, uh, or a therapist, anybody, it, it could be a spiritual advisor if you're comfortable, if you're safe, but, and find someone to talk to you know it, it does not hurt to talk it does not hurt to share and for someone to listen from a outside perspective who can kind of put you know things into perspective for you um we talk to everybody about our business and we shouldn't we share everything and we shouldn't but when we should share stuff with people who are qualified to help us we are you know afraid to do that i'm not telling my business i'm not going to be sharing all my my business you know with the therapist or with you know someone that i don't really know whatever but you'll tell your business to somebody that you do know and they share your stuff to everybody and they're not helping you so let's you know be mindful of the fact of first of all what is going on with you Find out what's going on with you. Listen to your own self. You know, pay attention to your own self. If you see changes going on with you, let's let's you know begin to find out what's going on with that. You know, it's nothing wrong with that to do that. Don't compare yourself to other people. You know, my auntie June and Uncle Bob and all them. You know, they survived. My grandma Nana and all them. They survived. They never had to. You know, do any of that talking to somebody or expressing their feelings you know they lived till they were 80 90 years old and that has nothing to do with you nothing absolutely nothing um you have to do what's best for you you have to take care of yourself you have to be selfish in that way 
and making sure that you're you're taking care of yourself okay so don't compare your your walk your journey and talk about that all the time somebody else's walk and their journey that what is theirs is theirs and what is yours is yours and you have to walk yours live yours nobody can do it for you nobody so as much as we would love to uh crawl under the sheets and put cover over our heads and ignore you know our reality and our life and our situation our issues and our problems we cannot because they don't go anywhere so the best thing we can do is be big girls and big boys and sit up and and, and clean up and prepare ourselves and 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 get ready you know for the next in our life because there is a next coming ladies and gentlemen i am promising you that there is a next and i'm excited uh for your future i'm excited for your life listen i went a little longer than i normally do today because this was such a sensitive topic that i did not want to uh rush through it i want to make sure that you got what you needed i miss you guys please connect with me let me know that this is helping you uh send me a message uh you know go on any social media let me know hey i've listened to the podcast and I, you know, I appreciate that. Or can I get some more information? You know, whatever you need, let's just connect. It has been my honor and my ple- my pleasure, you guys. I'm tongue-tied. You have been listening to Renewed My Revolution podcast with your host, Michelle Cacall. And guess what? It doesn't matter where you are in your life, what you have done. It is always, always uh, opportunity, a time, and a chance to click that reset button and start all over again. Listen, I love you, but most importantly, I want you to remember that God loves you more. Have an outstanding remaining of your week. God bless you and good day.